We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Ten seconds. Gafford, no match for Randall with his foot speed off the bounce. Five seconds. Randall against Gafford. Two seconds. The step back for the win. Got it! Julius Randall knocks it down, and the Knicks win it over Washington. So how were your Friday nights? Guys, uh, for those who are not aware, John took Friday night off. He's got uh, some obligations, and we thought for a meaningless preseason game, I'll fill in, because nothing exciting is going to happen in the Knicks' final preseason game, right? There's no chance that that happens. Um, You guys can hear me, right? All the audio levels, let me know in the chat. Let me pop out the chat. Shout out to Harry Donert, of course. Uh, You're you're contributing in the super chat. Let me pop this chat out so I can see all you guys. And okay, we here. Um, so how are you guys doing? For those who don't know me, my name is Andrew Claudio. I'm the producer here at Nick's Film School, filling in for the incomparable John Macri. And I feel like it is important just to... I don't want to give him the W just yet, but the Knicks just erased a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. I actually think it got up to 16 at one point. Primarily with Obi Toppin and Julius Randle on the court at the same time. At the same damn time. That happened. So it was never about will it work. It was always about will it happen. And if you want to go back to last preseason when it just took quickly to lead that fourth quarter comeback against the Cavs. And then Tom knew I need to like see how far this can go and quickly stole Dennis Smith Jr.'s rotation spot for the rest of the year. I don't know with Taj and Mitch and Noel on the roster if Obi's going to do that. But maybe, maybe the argument was always, will Tibbs find religion and play this small ball lineup in necessary moments? And if you look at the fourth quarter, when they were coming back, it was 110-109, and Julius drove the basket. 
And the reason he was able to get to the basket for a foul, he ended up going to the line and making, I think he made both to give the Knicks a 111-110 lead. The reason he was able to get to the basket is because Grimes was on one corner and Obi was on the other. There was a full lane. This is what happens when you play these types of lineups. And it's interesting to see what the Knicks with spacing is going to look like this year. I am actually amazed that this might be what the Knicks look like. What a night. I, I, I can't believe that we're all here. Like we here on a Friday night and a meaningless, at the end of the day, a meaningless preseason game. And I was sweating it out with you guys that entire fourth quarter. Um, I, it's just unreal. Harry. Oh my God. You actually said something. I'm now going to jump into the super chat and get caught up real quick. Harry, I don't care that it's preseason. What a game. Absolutely. And it's funny. Midway through the third, when I did not see this comeback coming, I thought to myself about like what message or what tone should I have tonight? And I was preparing myself for, you know, be the therapist. This is a meaningless game. Let's recap the entire preseason. It's a bad night. They're allowed to have one. I didn't think we were going to get anything exciting down the stretch. And while the message was going to be meaningless win uh, or meaningless loss, I have to say that seeing Opie and Randall together and seeing Julius hit a buzzer beater, a step back like that, seeing Quentin Grimes get important minutes, seeing RJ really command some perimeter defense next to Quentin Grimes in the fourth quarter. I think that all of that matters. So forget the fact that the Wizards were not playing anybody, although Kispert was, he's going to be a star or at least a weapon on that team. But like Bradley Beal's not there. Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't playing down the stretch. However, it appears that the Knicks, this fourth quarter mattered. It feels like this absolutely was something that mattered. Thank you, Harry, for your donation in the Super Chat. Dom Cornelius, wait, is Quentin Grimes good? Go, go figure. The Knicks found somebody in the late first round that might be a contributor. He was really good defensively down the stretch. And I know that's like... We, we throw that all onto Deuce McBride, but Deuce obviously didn't get a chance to play really during this preseason. His time will come. There's people ahead of him in line. I was very impressed with Quentin Grimes, especially in that fourth quarter. And, you know, Clyde mentioned it, that it's not, there's no hesitation. Like he's easily going to shoot. You know, he, he has no fear of the, of shooting down the stretch, but he just needs to get him in the fall and down the stretch. He hit that one big corner three and lo and behold, it helped the Knicks come back in a victory. Go Quentin Grimes. Okay. Let me catch up in the super check as you guys are of course, unbelievably generous tonight. Sam Travis, just go Knicks in all caps with multiple exclamation points. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I really can't believe that like the game that was just supposed to be a throwaway. Well, it's not a throwaway. John has something to do tonight and asked me to fill in. Um, but like these games shouldn't matter. That's like my philosophy. I don't like, I don't go to pre. I don't watch preseason football. I've never watched the pro bowl. Um, I don't really pay attention to preseason, the spring training in baseball. I don't even know if they have preseason hockey and with basketball, it's always been don't get hurt. And we can talk about the minutes later, but we're not celebrating the way we are now. If Tom Thibodeau isn't playing the guys as many minutes as they did tonight. Um, I, I, this feeling isn't meaningless. I'll tell you that much. Kevin Danishevsky, God damn, I love this team. Uh, so good to see Grimes get minutes. A coherent last minute possession. Hope Kemba is okay. Surprise not to see him out there. 
Let's get to the negatives later. We're still in celebration mode. I, uh, I have some thoughts about Kemba Walker. They're not long-term or meaningful thoughts, I will say. Um, They're not like, oh, I'm actually worried that everybody that projected that he's going to be a problem this year is right. It's more of seeing some of his limitations when Dinwiddie and Holiday were just consistently taking him to the basket in in the first half and specifically in that second quarter was alarming. And while... We've upgraded number sixes. I'm very happy that Quentin Grimes is on this team. I was I was a little startled with Kemba, and hopefully, you know, as as Kevin said, I hope he's okay and that's not anything serious. Thankfully, we have Derek Rose. Holy shit! Thank God we have Derek Rose. Janky AF, thank you for your comp- contribution in the super chat. Uh, Michael Aaron, Fred Katz on Twitter. The Knicks scored. 29 points in six minutes and 54 seconds with the top in Randall front court. John, whatever you're doing tonight, I hope you're doing some kind of victory lap because it was always about opportunity. I want to make that clear. I do not want to be tagged in every single OB top and highlight this year. I was never an OB doubter. It was simply about Tibbs finding religion. I will say that as many times as I have to, to defend myself. I'm glad we saw it. And I hope Tibbs, saw it and is actually going to take advantage of it this season. Um, that is unreal. They scored in ha- in little more than half a quarter. They scored 30 points. They scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. I even looked at it. They had 75 going into the fourth. And I thought if they're going to make a comeback, they're probably going to have to get to 40. And lo and behold, then they scored 40 points in a quarter. How m- Someone look up and hit me up in the chat. How many times did they score 40 in a quarter last season? I don't know if you have the ability to do that with Stathead, if someone can get to it quickly. But for a team that seemingly struggled to get to a hundred per game to score 40 and a quarter. I don't know how much it happened that much last season. Oh, Robert cross. Wait, who the hell is this guy? First of all, thank you for your generosity, sir. Calling 53 wins this season. We hear I'm all about it. You're, you're please. You're clearly generous here. Go take advantage of Vegas. Then if you're feeling that froggy. Okay. Um, I believe it's still 41 and a half. I believe the uh, we so preview for Knicks Film School Patreon. Jeremy, John, and I did a uh, preseason prediction podcast that's going to drop on Tuesday where we go through. Uh, well, John and Jeremy list their 15 playoff teams, or not 15 playoff teams, but the order in which they see all 15 teams finishing. And my job as producer was just to say all of the odds for each spot. So go ahead on, on DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever and look at your different values because I think the Knicks to get the three seed is like six plus 6,000. So 53 wins probably gets them the three seed, maybe even a two seed. Um, I just, you know, not to... If, if you live in an area where it's... I don't know how responsible I have to be with telling you guys to go bet, but... There, let's just say my friend in New Jersey would be getting a call from me and there will be some Nick-centric conversations that we have. Uh, Anthony Sixo, thank you for your contribution. Was this the most electrifying, meaningless game of all time? How about Grimes getting to experience what a game, big-time shot feels like? Let's go! Um, Macri looks a little... Oh, Macri looks a little... <laughs> Uh, very funny. The comment under Anthony's is Macri looks a little rough tonight. In my opinion, having a baby in the house will age you prematurely. Yeah. What can I say? You know, um, I will say about, about Anthony's comment, the, 
the meaningless game that we talk about tonight, that's not a meaningless crowd. It's good that Quentin Grimes got to see what lighting the garden on fire looks like. You know, I, I, I subscribe to the field, to the philosophy. Like I'm not Mike Vorkanoff literally sitting there with a stopwatch, but I was thinking like, okay, where's Quentin? Where's Knox? Where are some of these other guys that could pop playing minutes instead tonight? But I, I gotta say getting to experience that type of fourth quarter. And as as the the super chat said earlier, um, what a comeback win and what that last position looked like. That's important. And it's, it's a perfect precursor. Imagine if they were coming off this, like a, a blowout loss at home when Bradley Beal got hurt in the third quarter. And then that's the last taste in our mouth before the, the Celtics game, you know, like the Knicks haven't lost yet this year. And I actually, again, was preparing to talk to you guys about how the importance of losing, and this is going to be such a quick recap. I promise you, I was going to go to the movies after this recap. And then the Knicks had other plans. Um, I, I, I'm very confident and probably a little bit irrational with projecting for the Knicks this year, because look, if they're going to post different lineups, if Tibbs is actually going to, you know, take advantage of his full roster and different variations of his roster, sky's the limit here. When Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Emmanuel quickly, and all these guys are allowed to have off nights and the Knicks still score 115 points. Look out. Uh, A.E. Kennedy. I think Grimes showed why he should play more. Uh, NATO was not a once Q locked him up. Yeah, NATO. Let me let me pull up the box score. Hold on. NATO tonight was 10 of 13, 25 points on two of four from three. And I don't remember the three shots that he missed. Um, it seemed like he got to the rim anytime he wants, but I do remember down the stretch that every single key defensive stop was spearheaded by the fact that, oh man, I didn't even talk about Obi's defense yet. The fact that Obi showed rim protection, the fact that RJ and Quentin showed significant perimeter defense. And yeah, I'm with you. A the the fact that Quentin might actually be a difference maker. And this is your like any thought that we had. I know John and Jeremy talked about it on the pod that any thought that all Tibbs is gonna do if somebody's out is shorten the rotation. Like if Derek Rose needs a night off or Kemba's hurt, that we're looking at a shortened rotation. That this the Knicks are only gonna play eight or nine guys tonight, like last year, when you're wondering why Frank or Knox or somebody else wasn't getting any run. This year, I think you're you're gonna stick with 10. You've got options. Like if if Alec Burks needs a night off or gets hurt for God forbid, you're gonna see Quentin Grimes. And the key thing about Grimes to anybody else that still believes in Kevin Knox, this is not me trying to be disrespectful, but being able to contribute at both ends of the floor is absolutely going to be something Tom Thibodeau loves. So that that's something to look, look for with, uh, um, look for with, uh, with Quentin Grimes and his potential to play this season. The legend CT Pittman, this game was like a movie trailer for Wednesday, New York versus Boston. I'll be there. Can't wait. Um, Let's just hope, and I, I say this in with as much love and in my heart as possible. Let's just hope this New York Boston matchup goes better than the most recent New York Boston matchup. By the way, what is the score of the ALCS for any Yankee fans that are watching at the moment? So I had to. I know my team's garbage. Your standard's not my team, though. Your standard is unreasonable and you need to win every World Series every year. Um, 
Shout out to all Yankee fans. We're baseball season's over for us. New York, we here. Don't worry. That's my, that's my last shot for now. I promise. Uh, Jeremy. Oh no, I'm scrolled down significantly too far. Um, wow, you guys are really generous tonight. All right, it was CT Pitt was the last one. Okay. Mensa Smith, Mary man. Somebody tell Jason Tatum there's a warrant out for his arrest in New York and that he might want to skip October 20th. Oh, I just realized October 20th. It's my boy's birthday. Um, shout out to my buddy Evan if he ever sees this. Um, he is not the biggest basketball fan, so don't know why I just gave him a shout out. Anyway, Jason Tatum... Be careful what you wish for. I'm I'm just as high on Jason Tatum as a lot of people around the league. Uh, I forget with his what his MVP odds were, but it's good value, um, especially in a league full of uh, in, a, in a voting body that's full of like former Boston media people. However, man, please don't let the first loss of the season be that game on Wednesday. Please don't let those Celtics be the first loss. And then I, I really would like Wednesday to be a celebratory post game recap with John. Um, yeah, please like, let, if Tatum's going to score points fine, but I'd, I'd love to see that RJ Barrett deed him up, that Quentin Grimes deed him up, that the Knicks have some options on defense. So we'll see the Neils next door. Use tonight's super chats to get, <laughs> Uh, use tonight's super chats to get Macri's camera and lighting game up to your status. So here's the thing. A lot of the things that Macri's using right now are things I've sent him. I like the ring light that's there is something I gave him the, the framing of it. We go over it before every pod. I, I, this, we're doing the best we can. Trust me. It, it could be worse. And if you watch very early YouTube videos, and look, I'm not perfect. Like, yes, the lighting's great in here. I, I happen to go to school for this. But, like, it could be worse is all I'm saying. There's no shadow on John's face anymore. We've turned it down that there's no shine on his face anymore either. You know, one day, one day, when Nick's film school gets its own place, when you know, the Knicks bias or something. Let me, let me think a little, let me dream a little bigger when um, HBO gives us funding and these super chats are on your cable provider, then sure. I will upgrade the equipment from the super chats to using the money from the super chats to make sure John's lighting and camera game looks as good as mine. Um, But for now, I'm thankful for what we have. Jeremy Chase, RJ looked like a legit stopper. Grimes and Obi looked great. Kemba's closeouts, though, yikes. That's honestly the thing I was going to focus on at the Knicks lost. Um, I don't know. So the only... You guys asked John this on Wednesday, and then it was asked on the mailbag of any concern. Look, I'm, I'm as ecstatic as anybody when Kemba Walker signed that he's here. I think what we've seen... So far in the preseason, Derrick Rose is going to be closing a lot of games. I think that could be the plan that Kemba's your starter and Derrick Rose is your finisher. And look, not for nothing, but what did we scream about all last season? Number six, we just needed an upgrade over him. Kemba Walker without legs is an upgrade over him. Maybe not defensively, but offensively, absolutely. So maybe Kemba's a 22 to 25 minute player going forward. That's again, 
the worst case scenario, because this is an overall positive preseason, but worst case scenario, I, I got to say, maybe Kemba has lost a step and we just need him to be a serviceable backup point guard that plays starters, plays with the starting lineup in the beginning. It's a weird way to phrase it, but look, and that's like me reacting to four, pre, three preseason games where he didn't look like maybe looked a little rusty. Maybe he shows up for his against his old team on Wednesday looking to send a message and we're celebrating Kemba Walker's coming out party on Tuesday or on Wednesday. Uh, that is Again, Jeremy, that's that's up there for one of my concerns, though. And Dom Cappuccini, any concerns with defense? Maybe tired legs from regular season type minutes. Um, yeah, they a lot of open lanes to the rim for the Wizards tonight. Um, a lot of lot of very easy layups for the Wizards tonight, which is crazy because Mitch was back. Oh, Mitch, we even talk about Mitch Robinson. Good to see him out there. Uh, I'm glad to see that his physicality is like to see what like bulked up Mitchell Robinson looks like. But man, uh, he's clearly out of shape, which I know. Like, who am I to talk about? I'm a dude sitting in a studio slash closet talking about somebody in the NBA being out of shape. However, uh, he looked like he got winded very easily tonight. So, you know, he'll place backup minutes for a while. And thankfully, we have this new weapon with Obi Toppin at the five that can hopefully uh, give him some time to get back into game ready shape, you know? If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. 
a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Justin Wright, Grimes is ready. Obi looked great on Perimeter D. Tibbs may be in an actual evil scientist. Um, I, I really wish John was able to recap tonight. I, I, I'm happy to be here with you guys. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But this was like made for a John Macri reaction video. You know what I'm saying? Like this was this was his. Uh, his culmination, you know, this was his portal seed in Endgame. Finally, seeing Obi and Randall play together, and it worked. You know, um, Dom Cappuccini. I asked because I thought the defensive effort was strong all around. First two games, yeah, that's these guys are getting back in the game ready shape. And the pros and cons of Tom Thibodeau is that you know potentially you might be tired early this when you're getting used to playing this many minutes this early in the season. Uh, but look, I'd rather my team be used to playing a lot of minutes than be gassed in the fourth quarter in the regular season. Cause like, I haven't looked at the Celtics game logs because I just flat out have other things to do, but who knows if they've been playing NBA minutes just yet. I mean, they're going to look a little rusty on Wednesday, but we'll see. Uh, Jeremy E RJ defensive potential is scary. <laughs> I really hope that does get more attention this year. Like Keith Smith sent out that tweet, but you know, I I really hope people actually use their eyes and not like cherry pick on some counting stats and actually look at what RJ Barrett will mean to this team this year. Because I don't necessarily think that there's I don't necessarily think he's as high of a ceiling as some people are saying. Like I don't think RJ Barrett's gonna make an all NBA team this year. However, like an all-star team, if he's like playing lockdown defense, averaging close to 20 points a game, the Knicks are winning and he's a second best player. It's absolutely in play. And so again, gambling, please somebody go look up betting odds for RJ Barrett, most improved player might be adding to the, the fund that those of you on Patreon, she's outside, so I can't say what it is, but those of you on Patreon know what fund I've been saving up for that started with Julius Randle's most improved player. Um, yeah, RJ Barrett's defensive potential is scary, Jeremy. And I am excited to see what it happened, how, how that potential plays out in a Knicks uniform. Brian Benjamin just finished the game and they call him Mr. Tibbs. I think that's the movie you were calling back to the, the Lion King. Uh, yes, we got the Obi Randall lineup and grabs exactly what I thought he'd be. Hell yeah. R.I.P. Kemba. He didn't die, guys. He had a bad first half. Um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, who said in the chat? Can, uh, rumor has it Macri is a centaur. So, I mean, you guys technically haven't seen if he has legs. You guys technically haven't seen if I have legs. You know? Um, uh, yes, I actually. So I saw last duel earlier today. Uh, Kar- Karim Asor asked, apologies if I butchered your name, um, asked in the chat, watch movies. I mentioned I was going to go to the movies earlier. I saw last duel earlier today. I was up late working on today's 
podcast of my other show, Final Review. So instead of going to a matinee for Halloween Kills, I went and saw the two and a half hour Ridley Scott movie, which is really good, by the way. And then tonight after the game, there was a 1030 showing at the movie theater near me that I was going to go see Halloween Kills. And then the Knicks had a fourth quarter comeback with Obi Toppin and Julius Randle playing the four and five that clearly took precedent. I will hopefully be there tomorrow instead. Um, I think there's one other. Brian Benjamin. Grimes over Evan. Don't care if we paid him. <laughs> Grimes showed more than Evan did. So it's interesting. Seeing what the way tonight worked, you know, Tibbs being able to be flexible and going with the hot hand. There were moments clearly where he stuck with certain guys longer than he should have last year. Look no further than the point guard position. Evan Fournier is going to be here for four years. So I, or three, three years plus an option. I can't necessarily say that like because of tonight, Quentin Grimes has officially earned that he needs to take minutes away from Evan Fournier. Having said that, what this can give you guys confidence in is a, the Knicks drafting ability, because once again, they're finding talent without having a top 10 pick that we all like, I don't know, we all, cause I hate tanking, but for so many people are like the only way the Knicks would be good is if they keep losing. Well, last year and a half, they haven't been losing and look at them finding talent in the draft. The second thing, and this is extreme. Well, okay. The second thing is depth. Somebody gets hurt. They have guys able to step up and contribute right away. And the third thing, and this is not something I'm, I'm wishing for, and I don't mean to put this into the universe. We know there may be a big trade. We've, we did so many cap or no caps about how like the Knicks are prime with their assets to complete a big trade the next time one of these big guys asks out. I don't think they're going to pull the trigger. But if an Evan Fournier or some of the younger guys get put into a deal, you have Quentin Grimes to step in. Like when the Nets cleaned house with their 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 younger players with the the Karis Leverts and uh, the Josh Allens and and there was another guy that went in that trade when they got rid of their three biggest assets at the time they had to depend on some second round picks to step up and play on a championship roster well if the Knicks are going to then start to use late in the lottery late in the first round and second round picks to be con- contributors this is who you got Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride. Um, the beauty of it, though, I really don't think the Knicks are going to explore that. I think the Knicks are going to see what this current team has. And I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what this current team has. Um, okay. I think there was one more. Love you, Claudia. You're doing great, but you're right. What did I say? I was right. That's all I need to. Oh, <laughs> someone said fuck the. Ah, oh, yes. What is the score of the WNBA finals? Bricks Nation. Fuck the ALCS. I'm watching the uh, WNBA finals. Somebody hit me up with the score in the chat. I'm also caught up, by the way, for those of you listening uh, on the podcast. Um, I'm trying to be to tell the story of what's going on screen while this is not just a visual medium. Brian Benjamin, I got a raise from my job so I can afford more of these. First of all, congratulations, Brian. Thank you for giving us part of your your raise. Get a drink on us. Well, get a drink on behalf of us tonight, okay? Uh, I got a raise from my job so I can afford more of these, but Danny King Julius is a closer. 
man, you want to talk about a guy that I'm hoping has a great season. Like I've, I've talked about just what last season meant from Julius Randle, but man, I, I, I'm really glad that he has the last game. He's coming off having a father, uh, having a father, being a, a father of two kids. He's coming off the birth of his second child. We'll go with that. And now he has the third quarter that he didn't get the third prison game. And now he has this, a game winner. He was part of the, the lineup that, that brought the comeback in the fourth preseason game and a step back. And as Gary, as Gary Neal, the Neal's next door asked, thank you for your contribution, was this Randall's first real game winner? To be honest, it's to the point that I'm more surprised that he misses those mid-range, when, when he misses those mid-range jumpers. So... He hit the game tying three against the Sixers last year. He hit the three to put it out of reach against the Clippers last year. Um, those are the the shots that are sticking out. Like he has some, that's the thing is we think game winner and Melo used to get overlooked for this all the time. Like we think about game winning shot as like three, two, one buzzer beater. That's the only time a shot you took ever won a game when extending a three point lead to a five point lead or extending a four point lead to a seven point lead in the final minutes is also a game winning shot, a game clinching shot. And Julius, I feel whether he had that shot or not had that play like that pass to the corner or the initiated that play so many times last year. And it's why as I was saying earlier, I really hope he has a good year. I hate this five game sample size and his first playoff series against a team that had made it their mission. If you saw that scouting report, stop Julius Randall. They have no other options. And the next only other option was Derrick Rose who ran out of gas midway through game three or midway through game four. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping Randall has a big, big season and specifically like shows, like makes the all-star game easily. Maybe doesn't make all NBA, but like is close and in the conversation. And it's the best player on the team that wins close to 50 games. We'll see. Um, Steve Thomas, Andrew, continue to be awesome. Thank you, Steve. I will do my best to continue to be awesome. I'd get it from my mama. So I'll do my best to stay that way. Uh, okay, we've been doing this for half an hour. I will stay around and answer, just dive into the chat. As far as I have the box score here, as far as the actual game is concerned, I haven't even seen like points and whatnot. Um, I guess Quentin Grimes was a plus 16 in 21 minutes for six points. Derek Rose, good Lord, I'm glad that dude's back. Uh, 28 points, a plus 20 in 29 minutes, 11 for 20 from the field, including three of six, three OB top in plus 18, nine points in 20 minutes. Julius Randall had 21 and 10, and he did have four turnovers and went six of 16 overall, a not great counting stats game. But again, Randall was on the floor for that bad for that on the floor for that good pick for the comeback. So you take it with a grain of salt and yeah, hit the game winner. So I'm not going to be too negative here. And then RJ Barrett, seven of 14 from the field, four of six from three and ends with ends the game with 18 points, six rebounds and two, uh, two blocks. No assists. Wow. Oh, that's right. He was on the court when dudes were missing. So that would actually make sense that I think about it. Yeah. RJ ended up having a good game. Good for him. Um, 
man, I hope that kid has a good, not only has a good year, but gets recognized by, by the league for having a good game. Um, and then the Knicks won, scored 40 points in the fourth. Whoa, sorry. I know that's loud. Uh, scored 40 points in the fourth quarter in a 40 to 23 fourth quarter. So Knicks win. It's always, it's always like, I don't know if you guys still get this way, but it's really like with the Knicks, like my moods changed. Like I don't really get that way with the Mets anymore. God, I had to, for my own sanity, get away from that with the Jets where they're losing does not affect me anymore. Like I'm able to still enjoy a night, a day, a weekend, whatever. But like the Knicks losing can still do it to me, which I guess is why I'm here at Knicks Film School. Okay. Let me dive into the chat for a little bit. Uh, the Neils next door. Any intel on the new pickups? Uh, what do you mean by the new pickups? Anyone know anything about the guy we picked up from the Spurs? Oh, so let me let me look this up real quick because there is a really good thread out there by somebody at the Strickland that actually saw when the Spurs released this guy and was surprised and said, like, this is a guy that you know, a team will be lucky to have Ben Ritholtz. Okay. He's at Ben B E N R I T H O L T Z N B A. He has a really good thread on the guy that the Knicks just got from the Spurs. I'd recommend anybody listening, anybody in the chat, anybody watching right now, go look at his Twitter account, give him a follow and check out that thread. I learn something every time I go to his page and look at those threads. He's really good. Um, <laughs> Anthony Sixto. Wait a second, Claudio. What happened to the wood paneling 90s digs you were recording from before? So you guys know John moved to Brooklyn this offseason. Um, I moved to Queens. Um, I am now, I was able to build kind of my own studio. If I literally took my camera up, you'll see that this may or may not be a closet that I turned into a soundproof studio so I can talk at any hours of the night or record any hours of the night. And you know how this hoodie was like good luck last season for the Knicks? Well, I was kind of hoping that it would be good luck for me to move over here for the Mets because I live exactly 10 minutes from City Field. And the moment I moved here, the New York Mets decided we're done winning for 2021, at least the important games are consistently in 2021s. Uh, yes, Daniel Mejia in the chat. I did live in Long Island. I lived uh, in Suffolk County for the majority of my life before now. But yes, that's a little Claudio 101. Let's talk about the Knicks, though. Uh, is sixth, he said. <laughs> I soundproofed my mom's walk-in closet. Yes, she was very gracious and let me... As long as I did all my chores, as long as I did all my chores, I was able to soundproof the closet, which took me like a day or two. That's a lie. If you really go look at the videos of you could see when I moved in and how long it took me to finally soundproof this place. Uh, Bayside, by the way, um, Doug, oh, I, we can we can talk about the Knicks, guys. You don't have to make this all personally. No shame, I promise. Um, okay, Karim, I'm a Washington football team fan. Think what I'm going through this week. Yikes. Um, I got no comment. I got to be honest. I I will say, I guess I don't have no comment. I will say like it is fascinating that an investigation that had nothing to do with the Raiders led to the Raiders coach getting fired. I also really don't know how shocked I was by any of the content in that. Football is a very 
masculine and and barbaric sport with masculine and barbaric language at times. And he comes from a generation of people that never was told you can't say that. So I just, I mean, I don't wish John Gruden well. I just hope people watching this learn and grow. That's, I think a lot of us are required to do that. Just like learn from other people's mistakes and hopefully you don't have to learn from your own and you can grow on your own. Um, it's a very deep thing to get into on a preseason Knicks postgame show, but those are my honest thoughts about what's happened in football this week. The number one story in football this week. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the best I got. Oh, Futter, Futter Nick, Fuddy, Dolan, greater than Snyder. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, I think it's a tie. I, I don't hate James Dolan as much as the NBA media paints him out to be, but I also I just defend some of the anti, the anti James Dolan people out there. Like I'm, I'm not close with Howard Beck, but I'm friendly with him. And I know he's like evil to Nick's Twitter. However, like imagine having like a difficult person you have to work with that, like make, or at least a person in your job that just makes your job difficult all the time. And Dolan is extremely, extremely sensitive. So you write one bad article about him, which like comes with the territory of being a public figure and he makes your life hell. Like, man, I, I, I don't think I can fault anybody that is frustrated with having to deal with James Dolan because he makes their lives miserable. Never seen Dan Snyder play guitar, though. So maybe that's what the next step is for Nick's film school, is that uh, JD in the Straight Shots does a live concert if we reach a certain Patreon number. Um, only share bad thoughts. Only share bad... <laughs> no! No, Bricks Nation! No! I am leaving that in the chat not saying it on the pod. Um, Daniel Mejia, the small ball lineup is instant office. We've been waiting for this all season. They came from so many different directions. They had so many options because the lanes were open. And I'm not even saying like that should be the only lineup. I'm saying that it's an option. That's the cool thing about all of these good teams. Like my, my favorite version of this is when the Warriors would give you multiple looks like Bogut would be on the floor. Then they go to the small ball death lineup Now they'd hall of famer. So it was different, but they were running multiple iterations of their lineup and staggering different guys. And we haven't really seen the version of last year. That was U five on U five off and then U five back on and U five back off. And then we have the closing lineup, which is really going to fall into whatever Tibbs is comfortable with down the stretch. Instead, we might get some staggered lineups finally. We can get it where RJ's the main creator, where Derrick Rose is the main creator, where quickly and is on the, on the floor at the same time as Rose or Kemba. Like, I'm excited to see maybe Tibbs did find religion and takes advantage of some of the options that he sees tonight, uh, that he sees this season. So we'll see. A um, couple more before he, we get out of here. Um, let's see. Dan Snyder watches movies on his $100 million max screen on his yacht. He doesn't need a guitar. Uh, yeah, I would be very jealous. I would love to see. I'd love to have that to have an IMAX screen and be able to do that. Um, 
All right. I think we're actually going to get out of here. Guys, thank you for tuning in to the Knicks Film School post game show. If you dug this show on the podcast by listening, head on over to iTunes and drop a five star rating and a review. Uh, John and Jeremy will be doing a crossover special episode with Alex Wolf and Gavin Shaw of Locked on Knicks. We are doing a crossover two part episode where half the show will be on ours, half the show will be on their feed. Uh, you'll get to hear it Monday morning will be when the first one drops. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, Patreon, as I mentioned, John's top 75. He did a full NBA 75. The pod took two hours and it was awesome. Uh, I gave as much pushback as I can where I saw where I disagreed, but he put in the research and I more just sat there and learned while he did that. So if you want to see the full NBA 75 from John Macri, as well as access to 13 other episodes that we've released so far. Thank you. Uh, thank you. No, sign up. Um, I'm see the problem is I'm reading the chat as well as, and everybody's thanking me. Thank you for tuning in guys. And if you want more Nick's film school content, head it over to Patreon. It's in a link right below my face uh, for just seven bucks a month. You get an extra episode of Nick's film school podcast every week. So that's where you go get that. And um, I think that's it. I guess I should plug my podcast, Final Review. It's a movie podcast, a niche movie podcast where we go through uh, the greatest movies of all time and tell you just how great they actually are. This week, in honor of Halloween, uh, Halloween Kills hitting theaters, which I'm going to see sometime tomorrow, we will be doing Halloween, or we did Halloween. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, again, Final Review is the name of that podcast. We did the 1978 Halloween and talked about horror in general. Okay, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning. Stay safe. Be responsible. Do something fun. But again, responsible. And I will see you next time. <laughs>